a shuttlecraft was landing on his farm. Specifically, a Delta-class T-3C, all sharp angles and bare metal. It busily broadcast active scans of the landscape as its broad wings folded in for landing and its sublight engines tapered their thrust. Galen studied the associated readouts and let the specifications settle into his memory. Not because they might be useful, but because he wanted to procrastinate for just a moment to shut away the implications of what he was seeing. He squeezed his eyes shut and gave himself three seconds. Two. One. Then it was time to accept that his family's life on Lamu was over. Lyra, he said. He assumed she was near, but didn't turn to look. Is it him? she asked. She sounded unafraid, which frightened Galen more than anything. I don't know, but we have to. I'll get started, she said. Galen nodded without looking from the console. Galen was not prone to panic. He knew what needed doing, had rehearsed it on those rare days when the farm tended to itself or on those less rare nights when sleep eluded him. Such preparations were the only obsessions he permitted himself. He turned to another machine, tapped in a code, and tore a series of cords from the wall with swift jerks. He began another countdown in his head. If the data purge did not complete in five minutes, he would begin physically destroying components. He heard footsteps at the front door, quick and light. He turned to see Jin dash inside, brown hair matted and face touched with dirt. She'd left her toy in the fields. Galen felt an unexpected pang and feared, absurdly he knew, that the loss of Stormy would distress her once she was far from the farm. Mama? Lyra stepped away from the bundle of clothes and data pads and portable meals she'd piled on one chair and knelt before the girl whose pale, slender features mirrored hers. We know. It's all right. Galen approached the pair, waited until his daughter had seen him. He spoke softly but somberly. Gather your things, Jin. It's time. She understood, of course. She always did, when it mattered. But Galen had no time to be proud. He turned back to his machines as Jin sprinted to a room. The data purge had not completed. There were other files he had to handle as well. Files he should have erased on Coruscant, but which he'd brought to Lamu instead. Why had he done that? Was it nostalgia? Misplaced pride? He opened a drawer stuffed with spare droid parts and removed the arm of an agricultural unit. He flipped open a small panel, dug his fingertips between wires, and extracted a data chip. The scrambler, please, he said. Lyra passed him a metal orb the size of his palm. He inserted the data chip and, before he could doubt himself, pressed the toggle. The orb heated and produced a smell like burning hair. He tossed it in the junk drawer and felt a tightness in his stomach. If there's anything else, make it quick. Lyra's tone was clipped. 
A light blinked faster on the sensor console. Set the rendezvous and take Jin, he said. I'll finish here. Lyra abruptly stopped double-checking her bundle of provisions. That wasn't the plan, Galen. I'll meet you there. You have to come with us. Her eyes were hard. Please smile, he thought. I have to buy you time, he said. The sensor light went dark. A fault seemed unlikely. Lyra just watched him. Only I can, he said. It was an argument impossible to refute. Lyra didn't try. She stalked into the kitchen and tapped at the comm unit as Galen made for Jin's room. He caught just a snippet of Lyra's words. So, it's happened. He's come for us.